the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Producer prices jump on higher energy costs. Um, that's not good. It shows inflation. And typically, what that will mean is down the road, these producers will say, let's pass up the buck. Let's get someone else to ultimately pay for some of these costs. I think that's uh, one of the big stories out there. Higher cost for gasoline was the big one, though. And that helped fuel the rise in wholesale prices in January. Um, so that's some inflation out there. And, uh, a little miss, a little miss uh, interest rate hawk, you know, inflation hawk. Uh, Janet Yellen's going to pay attention to this. So rising energy costs have become a prime source of inflation, reversing a trend in recent years in which fallen oil prices were suppressing inflation. So we got that going for us, or going against us is probably the best way of saying that, in my opinion. So what do you want to talk about today? We could talk about anything. We could talk about producer prices for sure. We could talk about Dow 21,000 or Dow 22,000. It wouldn't be a big stretch the year that we hit Dow 20,000 to think that we could hit Dow 22,000. Um, as that number gets bigger, uh, what we're looking at is obviously um, just a 5%, 10% move. So the market's climbing to new highs right now. Big milestone for the Dow Jones Industrial Average was Dow 20,000. Markets are climbing, in theory, in my opinion on the backs of On the Wings of Love. Uh, we should just do all love songs today, right? <laughs> no. Uh, probably not a good idea, in my opinion. Um, on the Wings of Love. So the markets are climbing right now on the backs of kind of like what I would refer to as the Republican agenda. So Dow 22,000 is only 8% from current levels. 
if Trump does lower taxes, uh, lower regulations, pretty easy for us to hit that this year. Maybe not in uh, 10 months exactly. Maybe it'll take 11 or 12 months. Maybe it'll take 13 or 14 months. But it's certainly approachable, in my opinion. Trump has vowed to cut corporate taxes, which would prove favorable for equities. If Trump moves more aggressively on protectionism, spurring a trade war, it would be a very, very different picture. So we're kind of watching both sides of Trump. The two sides of Trump. So, uh... I know you're saying, no, don't go there. Don't go there. Um, Taking a look at markets today. uh, Apple's up again. Whoa. A lot of people think that stock is getting ready to make another run uh, after it's already had a pretty big run. So you're seeing the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ all slightly lower. But oil is slightly higher. Janet Yellen's on Capitol Hill uh, today talking towards, uh, towards congressmen on the semi-annual meeting where she goes, kind of tells Congress what to expect from the economy going forward and interest rates as well. So that's out there today. So Dow 22,000. I think the markets are going to be a little bottled up in front of Yellen today, seeing what she has to say. There is not a lot of pessimism out there right now when the market's hitting all-time highs. So when you get basically a 1.6% move in the last five sessions, uh, 2.2% move in February, 4% gain since 2016 started, it's been pretty good. So there were some inflation numbers out of China. Again, too much inflation is bad. National Security Advisor Flynn has submitted his resignation. That's kind of big news out there today. Uh, Four weeks on the job. So credibility, apparently a big issue there. Uh, fourth quarter GDP report for the Eurozone wasn't quite as strong as expected. But if you take a look around the world right now, Europe, Asia, Japan and China, um, a lot of uh, smaller countries all doing very, very well in their stock markets right now. So on uh, the key takeaway right now is that the, you know, the headline shock is being overshadowed by year-over-year readings, and we feel ultimately pretty comfortable on where we're going right now with interest rates, and there's just not a lot of volatility. Um, I think that's the the thing that's the most shocking is you look at Trump and you go, he looks pretty volatile, he acts pretty volatile, but we're just not seeing it on Wall Street. Uh, it's downright boring. What will happen if the stock market doesn't get its tax cuts later this year? Oh, it's going to freak out. So waiting too long to raise interest rates uh, is what Janet Yellen's talking about today. And she's saying it would be unwise. So she's repeating caution that she and other central bank officials have issued in recent months. Um, that you know she wants to gradually raise interest rates. So... Uh, when she talks, you'll see the bond market and bond yields jump on their on her news. So she said, quote, waiting too long to remove accommodation would be unwise, potentially requiring the FOMC to eventually raise rates rapidly, which could risk disrupting financial markets and pushing the economy into a recession. So she's essentially saying, with data that we're seeing now, we're going to continue to raise interest rates at a moderate pace. 
Uh, or, if you would prefer, when the data gets a little bit hotter, we'll raise interest rates at a, an aggressive pace. And uh, she's saying, you don't want that. National debt right now sits at $19.2 trillion, of which the U.S. public is responsible for about $14.4 trillion. A lot of people could point at different presidents and say, oh, I really like this one, or oh, I really like that one. Um, I think they're all doing a disservice to our country by continuing to spend and spend and spend and spend. The last president of the United States, President Barack Obama, took our debt, national debt, from $10, billion, uh, from 10 trillion to $20 trillion, essentially, $19.2 trillion. Um, and that's just not good. And if your son or your daughter did that, uh, you'd freak out. If your spouse did that, you'd freak out. So we got that to look forward to. Speaking about taking debts higher and higher and higher, uh, banks are getting a lot more picky about which consumers they're approving for loans. So spottier credit histories are uh, no need to apply. We were going to turn you down. Consumers are benefiting from solid job growth right now. Faster pay increases and low debt levels. Stock market's at a record high. Yet, 11.7% of banks tighten standards for auto loans in the first quarter. That's up from 3.3% last year. So, and it's the highest level since, you know, dating back to 2011. So, credit card standards are toughened by about 8.3% of the banks. So, it's getting tougher to get a loan, whether it be a credit card and or auto loan. Uh, I certainly don't seem to have a problem being made offers. Holy mackerel. 18% of consumers... Um, expected to default on a loan payment in the next 12 months. That's worrisome. That's up from 12% in September. So a lot of lower-income Americans are feeling the pain. Two-thirds of households who earn less than 40000 say income is falling short of just covered expenses. On the wings of love. Play this for your lady friend tonight. <laughs> your lady friend. I think my mom referred to a girlfriend once of mine like, as that. Anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Just like the snow when the ray of sun is felt. And I'm crazy about you being Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. For guys who are trying to look spiffy and younger, just for men, producer of hair coloring products and that never look right. Uh, products for helping men hide their gray hair has come up with a new product that claims to be almost miraculous, almost incredible, almost for horsemen of the apocalypse-like. Uh, Just for Men has come up with a shampoo that permanently gets rid of gray hairs. It's called Just for Men Control GX, and it works by gradually restoring pigment to gray hairs through repeated use. 
Hmm, there's some science behind this. Uh, it's able to deliver permanent gray reduction in a shampoo because the pigments are trapped inside layers of cleansing and conditioning molecules like a sandwich. I'm like, okay, I've already lost interest in this. Uh, so it's a shampoo and shampoo and conditioner for just $8.49. Anyway, Just for Men released a shampoo that claims to permanently turn gray hair back to its original color. Now, for some men, if they could just put hair back on their head, they would be happy if it's gray or otherwise. So it's Happy Valentine's Day, correct? Oh, by the way, one of the most embarrassing things my mother ever said in front of me when I was just too young for this, I was just too young for it, was, I think Telly Savalas is a sexy man. You never really want your mom saying that. Cost of showing your love is going up this year. Valentine's gifts. Givers. Those of you gift givers on Valentine's. Spending about 8% more this year versus last year. What are the planned Valentine's Day spending? $18.2 billion. How's that for a made-up holiday? Dozen long stemmed roses gets you set back about 140 bucks. That's up 8.4% year over year. A uh, greeting card is going to cost you about $5.25 versus a piece of paper, which will cost you slivers of a penny. Um, so a gift card, not a gift card, but a greeting card is going to cost you $5 and a quarter. Roses, $140. Go out to a movie, and that's gonna gonna cost you as well, right? Especially if you see a 3D movie. Don't go cheap and don't see a 3D movie. Got to see the 3D glass because that's what love's all about, right? Um, so rising prices are the reason that we're spending more this year. Inflation. So 18.2 billion dollars. Now, that's actually down from 2016, where we spent. $19.7 billion. Average consumers expected to spend $136. $136 to show your love. Um, the decline in holiday spending is attributed to a drop in the number of shoppers participating in the special day this year. Uh, is it a special day? Uh, you know, some of the gifts that you can give, pretty popular is candy. Uh, greeting cards, about 50% of people do candy, about 46% do greeting cards, 36% do an evening out, 34% do flowers, 18% jewelry, 18% clothing, 15% gift cards. How's that say, love, right? Here, honey, here's a $20 uh, Starbucks gift card. Now, let's get naked. Um, I think you should take me out to dinner. I think I just gave you a $20 gift card for Starbucks. I think you should take me out for dinner. I think you should get naked. This is the conversation most Americans are going to have tonight, right? Or maybe we'll be talking about Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve and what that sexy Janet Yellen did today on Capitol Hill. 
uh, talked about raising interest rates. I know you're saying, sexy, Janet Yellen, have you lost your mind? There's a very good chance that that has occurred. So, and Valentine's Day basically made me snap. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We can talk about the big run-up in the market recently. Um, other big stories of note out there today. GM's talking about getting out of building cars in Europe. Just kind of ending that whole business model. And a lot of people don't blame them. So, uh, if you have a money losing division, at some point in time you want to cut and run. Uh, higher costs for gasoline have pushed wholesale prices higher in the United States. And I've certainly felt it at the pump. Starbucks is going to start serving ice cream and coffee at more than 100 stores. Would you like some coffee? Okay. I would like some coffee. So Starbucks is going to serve ice cream at uh, over 100 stores this week. Testing it out. The uh, big chain is going to be serving Roastery Affogato at basically 10 uh, upscale reserve bar locations in Los Angeles, Boston, Washington, D.C. Affogatos is an Italian treat. Uh, it's created by pouring a shot of espresso on top of a scoop of ice cream. So you're going to talk about six bucks for a drink, maybe eight fifty, if you want a cold brew malt made with lots of uh, cold brew, uh, vanilla ice cream, and chocolate bitters. So now we get ice cream at Starbucks. Let let me get fatter. I have a waffle thin mint. So other stories of note out there today. Um, Apple has had a, a mind-blowing run. It hit a record-closing price yesterday. It's hitting some intraday highs ever so slightly at this point in time. It's been higher on a market cap level, but because they've been buying back their shares, it's at a stock price level. That's not quite at its market cap level of all-time highs. But the stock's up 15% this year. It's gained nearly $100 billion in market cap. In just six weeks, a hundred billion in market cap in six weeks. Um, it's just points away from its split-adjusted thousand dollars a share. I think you might remember when they did a seven-for-one split. So um, the company, on its run, has gained two hundred billion in market cap in just the last nine months. To give you a context, that's bigger than four hundred eighty-eight companies in the S&P 500, including Visa, Pfizer, and Verizon. It's a billion dollars less than Walmart. In the last nine months, it's basically created the valuation of a Walmart. It's bigger than American Express, Mondelay, and Netflix combined. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Talking Valentine's and love. Talking market love for sure. I'm Rob Black. We'll take a break. Be right back. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't go out and spend too much money. It's just another day, even though it's $18 billion in sales of a day. To me now to talk about love in the markets. Um, Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well. Happy St. Valentine's Day to you and your listeners. I don't know about that, but... I'll work with it. Um, but we want in love with the market. We want them spending a ton of money, right? That's good for the economy. As long as it's them and not me, right? <laughs> so, uh, fake holiday, fake holiday. Don't buy into it, is my opinion. Um, but that'll get you nowhere in life. So let's talk a little bit about the stock market, and uh, maybe not today, but it's kind of turned into a momentum market. It's kind of turned into uh, people kind of assume things are going higher. I'm hearing Dow 22,000 talk on CNBC this morning. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've uh, we talked about this uh, in past weeks that, um, you know, while there's a lot of um, noise in, in the headline factory, if you will, surrounding, you know, political developments, the fact of the matter is that the stock market continues to view things with a rose-colored lens, frankly, uh, as it relates to the ability to get these pro-growth policies, uh, namely tax reform and deregulation, uh, implemented, uh, and it continues to price in that optimism uh, in, in the stock market. You know, you have every major index sitting at a record high, uh, and you can see the pro-growth optimism reflected in the continued leadership of the cyclical sectors. Um, this is not to say that there aren't you know, uh, sources of uncertainty and pessimism out there that could upset things. It's just that the market right now is not embracing those elements. Uh, at least that's the message of the market, as you see, you know, these major indexes continue to climb to record highs. I used to have on an economist, um, a guy named Roger Arnold, pretty regularly, 10, 15 years ago. And uh, he used to scream about the Federal Reserve and how they, they've caused every major recession in the last 60 years by raising interest rates. I don't know how accurate that statement was, but let's just say he was not a big fan of the Federal Reserve and rising interest rates. What do you think about Janet Yellen, the job that she's doing, and potentially the message she's delivering to Congress today? Well, I suppose the Federal Reserve is is largely in a no-win situation when it comes to potentially being an expedient for a recession. I mean, they uh, ideally are responding in a proactive manner to help keep inflation in check, and they have to do that by way of raising interest rates. And uh, when interest rates go up, uh, things start to slow. Uh, Earnings don't uh, grow as much. Housing sector doesn't grow as much. Uh, People get a little reticent to spend, and so... So I can see where, you know, you see this cause and effect dynamic as it relates to the Fed being the the cause of recessions, and that may be overstating things a a bit. Um, But in terms of the job that the Federal Reserve is doing under Ms. Yellen right now, um, you know, I think that, uh, um, you know, she was walked into a difficult situation. Um, I do think that the Fed has been a little bit tardy uh, with its... um, tightening proclivity. Um, you know, I think that the economy has certainly picked up uh, noticeably, you know, from its 
financial crisis lows, no doubt. Uh, inflation rates are picking up as well. Uh, and I think that the, the current state of monetary policy still leans a little too much toward a crisis-like environment when we are out of a crisis situation. Um, so when it comes to you know, talking about the notion of a, a rate hike in March, um, we we think at briefing.com that you know there's certainly uh, grounds to uh, raise the target range for the Fed funds rate again in March. Um, but clearly, you know, as evidenced by the Fed funds futures market, um, there's a lot of people that still aren't buying into that notion. Probably because it does you know recognize that the Fed has shown a proclivity to. Um, oftentimes err on the side of caution when it relates to its monetary policy. So that's kind of where we are, huh? So. We, we are. I mean, you know, unfortunately, the, you know, the Fed, just given its data-dependent nature, um, has, has kind of put us into this situation, right, where we're, we're in, you know, you sit there with bated breath looking at every single economic data point that comes out. Um, you know, does it mean the Fed raises rates? Does it mean that the Fed holds off on raising rates? Uh, even today with Ms. Yellen's testimony in front of the Senate Banking Committee, everyone's looking for that little nugget that suggests that, um, you know, the Fed might be more hawkish or more dovish than expected. And, um, and the most that she's given us this morning is a simply a reiteration of the viewpoint that it would perhaps be, you know, unwise to wait too long to, to raise rates uh, because, you know, if the Fed ends up being, you know, too far behind the curve, it then gets forced into a situation of raising interest rates faster and more than expected, and then that creates, uh, you know, um, some adverse uh, scenarios for both the capital markets and the economy that the Fed would rather not, you know, see. So, um, so I do think that she kind of tried to plant the seed a little bit to take away some of the complacency in the market with respect to the idea that the Fed won't raise rates in March. Uh, does I think you're hearing more Fed officials try to talk up the idea of March being a possible time when uh, when they might take up interest rates, and um, you know, and they really kind of have to set the table in that fashion because if they ultimately do that, they don't want it to be a complete and total surprise. Uh, that would really um, uh, upset things. So changing topics ever so slightly to back towards, you know, the markets versus the Federal Reserve seems pretty lackadaisical out there. The VIX is at a low, volatility is at a low. Uh, What's going to shake up this market? Because we thought, or I thought, you know, if there's anything that could shake up the market, it'd be, you know, President Donald Trump, mm-hmm. uh, because he seems to shoot from the hip, you know, or tweet from the hip, so to speak. And, uh, uh no, no, just a boring old stock market and kind of grind higher. Uh, there's no volatility. What, what do you make of that? Well, I think you're kind of right now in, in, uh, this last little leg up we've seen is a little bit of a, a phase of where you you know, where you're chasing things. Um, I do okay. think that there, it's a momentum-driven trade uh, right now. And I say that because, um, you know, the other day on a page one column, I, I basically referred to it as double dipping, right? You know, the reported right. catalyst for this latest leg higher is that the market's feeling good that you're going to get corporate tax reform. Well, well, that was the basis for the rally after the election as well. So you already saw a huge move based on that one particular idea. And and now it's back in fashion, right? And you're rallying off the same idea, so you're kind of double dipping uh, on that on that rally catalyst. Um, you know, I think 
really, a, you know, is a reflection of a little bit of the angst that had been built up uh, around the idea that some of the foreign policy distractions and the issues with immigration control uh, were going to get in the way of the, fa- of the Trump administration from targeting corporate tax reform. Uh, so when the president came out and said that something phenomenal is coming in the next few weeks, uh, the market just jumped on it, and you had still had probably plenty of underinvested, um, you know, fund managers, you know, having to to, to participate here as, you know, these benchmark averages continue to run away from them. And so um, so I think there's a little bit of a stretched uh, market right now, um, but obviously it continues to uh, revolve around the notion that these pro-growth policies will, in fact, get enacted, um, you know, before the end of the year. Um, and so I'll add one more thing, I think, to your question, you know, what, what upends it, is I think we see in front of us what upends it. It's those things that the market thinks is going to happen if they don't happen. You know, that's what could upend this market. So namely, corporate tax reform doesn't come to pass. Um, You get more uh, talk of trade protectionism actually manifesting itself in actual protectionism. And you get uh, earnings growth that uh, right now is projected to be about 10% for the full year, uh, not living up to that heightened expectation. And so, so those are some of the things that, you know, that could potentially spoil this market, uh, never mind the, the potential that you see the Federal Reserve, you know, maybe be more active than the market currently now expects. Is it fair to, um, let me, you know, open the, you know, the court to you, and what are you working on right now, Mr. O'Hare, other than the Fed and Trump and stock market all-time highs? What are you working on as far as data or stories go? Well, you know, it, it was maybe prescient of you to have asked the question that you did because uh, that was one of the things that I was working on was really, you know, what upends this rally, right? Okay. Um, it seems like, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month, you just have the same old pro-growth um, trade taking place that keeps inching things higher. Um, and so, you know, is considering those things that might actually stand in the way of the market. You know, valuation is getting stretched here. There's no question about it. So that's why, you know, the earnings growth has to come through in the fashion that the market expects. And it can only come through in that fashion if you do get that corporate tax reform um, uh, that the market is banking on. So, so that's an important variable to keep an eye on. But, you know, more more directly, this particular week, I'm watching the slate of economic data that comes out. It's all first quarter data for the most part, and that will go a long way toward establishing some expectations for first quarter GDP and whether the market has uh, gotten ahead of itself in uh, discounting the, uh, the growth outlook. Thanks for your help today. Thank you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, uh, money investing, and more. That's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, talking yelling testimony, talking about volatility or lack of volatility on the market. What's going to upset the apple cart of of goodwill, so to speak? Um, Promises that don't get delivered. And when will those start being held accountable? My personal opinion, late spring, early summer. Not predicting a correction. Not predicting that, but kind of a timetable for some volatility to pick up. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Hi, I'm Rob Black. The stock market recently hit record highs, but don't celebrate just yet as retirement is marching ever closer. Most of us have a big fear about what retirement will actually look like. 
To conquer that fear, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational event in Los Gatos on Thursday, March 9th at 6.30. We will cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and much, much more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, March 9th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RADIO25. That's newfocusfinancial.com, promo code RADIO25. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money investing and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A couple things. Again, Valentine's Day is amongst us. It's here. It's a 19 point set. Well, it's $18.2 billion this year that we're going to spend as a nation. And that to me, I'm not going to say it's shocking. It's a little sad. Uh, every day is, and this is, this doesn't work, guys, but every day should be an I love you day. Uh, it's not going to get you anywhere tonight if you try that line, but it should be. Um, so average American, average consumers expect to spend $136. Oh boy. <laughs> right? Um, I prefer Singles Day, which is 1111. Um, I think the Chinese are on to something with that. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One thing that I want to throw out there, because this will make you feel like a mouse crawled into your mouth and died, but before he dies, he throws up. Burger King. Burger King is giving away sex toys and adult meals today. Uh, If you're looking to spice things up with your loved one, uh, and you happen to be in Israel, Burger King is offering adult meals from 6 p.m. until close where you get two Whoppers, two French fries, two beers, and an adult toy. Say what? Um, You have to be 18. It could be a feather duster, a head massager, or a blindfold. Um, I think I would need more than two beers to get the courage up to tell my sugar booger, "Uh, yeah, I got this feather duster, and I'm going to use it on you, and... Oh, by the way, I got it at Burger King. <laughs> uh, tomorrow we'll see divorce violence jump in uh, Israel, right? Disney did something kind of interesting. Um, Disney severed its ties with PewDiePie, which 
PewDiePie is someone who makes millions and millions and millions of dollars doing YouTube videos. And he's a YouTube star, which is one of those weird things to say out loud. But YouTube has created stars and has created uh, uh, kids who you know are able to market to other kids, essentially. But Disney had to cut ties with PewDiePie after he went on an anti-Semitic rant uh, featuring you know comments and Nazi imagery. Uh, he had one of his uh, users hold up a sign reading "Death to all Jews." He had another man dressed as Jesus who says Hitler did nothing wrong. Um, you know, Disney clearly has to protect their brand. But what kind of crazy world are we living in that someone loses their mind like that when you're compensated millions and millions and millions of dollars? It's like, you know, people say all the time that, uh, oh, I play football for free if the, you know, I love the game so much I'd play for free. And, well, I'd pay for millions and millions of dollars if you want me to be a backup quarterback for 20 years and never play. Sign me up. Um, so, I don't know. What was this guy thinking? Uh, he's controversial. He's edgy. Is that controversial and edgy? Or is that just stupid? Apple says that we're getting into more and more original video. So, they talked about it yesterday. Um, we know that uh, karaoke, uh, carpool karaoke, is going to be a thing. Uh, a little bit with Jim... Corden or James Corden, but he's going to try to pair up, or Apple's going to pair up two celebrities, and they're going to use some outside things other than cars uh, to do the karaoke. So celebrity karaoke, I guess, is the way of looking at it. Um, but Apple's moving into original content, and they said yesterday that you know they're going to introduce two more video series onto Apple Music uh, sometime in the spring. So it's a coming. So... Apple's big run that they've had, uh, moving up 50% in nine months, uh, means that it's created about a $200 billion in market cap. So that makes it bigger than Visa, Pfizer, Verizon. It's a billion dollars less in value than Walmart, but it's bigger than American Express, Mondelez, and Netflix combined. It's a pretty powerful company. So just throwing that out there for you. Edna and Humana had a breakup. You know, poignant, if you've seen that it's Valentine's Day, maybe. Health insurance giant Aetna has abandoned its planned $37 billion merger with Humana after the companies decided not to appeal a federal judge's ruling that blocked the acquisition on antitrust grounds. So that's one of those scenarios where maybe you thought Trump would come to the rescue, per se, and uh, grant a good deed last second. Not so much. So, taking a look at the markets today, we started lower. The Federal Reserve Chairman Janet Yellen's talking to Congress today. And if you want, you can watch that testimony. Um, Yahoo runs it typically live, but there's other testimony that you can find online. To me, that's pretty dull. So... Um, but markets are showing caution in front of uh, Janet Yellen. So we've had a big run-up on Wall Street uh, so far this year on a lot of hopes that the Trump administration will cut taxes, uh, that the Federal Reserve won't raise rates too fast or too far. Um, we kind of wait to see how those play out now. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. 
Good luck. It's Valentine's Day. You know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but good luck. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. So happy Valentine's Day. Hey. Now I may have it all wrong, see. If you know what love means, well, well, somebody tell me. Because they just don't believe in me. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.